Have you been thinking about a small ship or boutique cruise line for that next cruise vacation? If so, stay with us as we do a review of Panant, Ozamera, and Windstar Cruises. And as always, folks, if you enjoy this content, please like, subscribe, and turn on all notifications to get notified each time we post. My special guest today is Laura Dodson of Cruise and Travel Specialists, located in Lake Oswego, Oregon. Laura brings with her 20 plus years of travel experience and has been serving clients in and around Oregon and across the country since 2002. Hi, Laura. Welcome to RTE Travel Talk. Hi, Ken. I'm so excited to be here today. One of the things that we hear from our viewers and listeners is questions about small ship and boutique cruising. Now, I understand that you have sailed on three of the popular small ship boutique cruise lines. So why don't we spend a little time today to talk about Panant, Ozamera, and Windstar? Absolutely. And it's always exciting for me to discuss these three cruise lines. Been in this industry for over 20 years. And these are three cruise lines that I've actually selected to escort my groups. And I take escorting groups and the cruise lines that I pick very seriously. They are fantastic cruise lines. They are considered boutique and smaller cruise lines. And they are premium cruise lines. Perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. So on Azamara, Azamara, first of all, has four ships in the fleet. They are identical ships and they will accommodate up to 700 passengers. So of the three cruise lines we're discussing today, Azamara is the larger of the three. Okay. With, with Punant, Punant has actually 12 ships in the fleet. Punant averages about 148 to 264 for passenger capacity. And then with Windstar, Windstar has six ships in the fleet and those average 148 to 364. Windstar is interesting in that it has three ships that are motorized yachts. They're considered yacht style sail and uh, those accommodate 312 passengers. Ken, those ships are all suites. They are beautiful and they have large cabins. Wow. And then Windstar also has the romantic sail ships that we see with the beautiful sails that they put up. One other thing that kind of, in my mind, differentiates a premium or a boutique cruise line in comparison to the big mega cruise ships mm -hmm. is the guest to crew ratio. And all three of these lines come in at about for every two passengers, one to one and a half crew members. This makes for some outstanding service when you're on board the ship. Why, why exactly is that important? In my experience, first of all, the crew members get to know you by name, which is really fun. We've had on some of these ships, amazing cabin stewards. They give you a hug at the end of the cruise. When you're in the dining room, they start to know exactly what you like for your drinks. It's fun when you're walking up and down the halls into the different lounges out by the pool deck and they say, hi, Laura, how are you? You're not going to get that with the big mega ships. What would be the differences between the three lines, Laura? First of all, let me start with a few of the similarities, which are pretty important. Okay. So all of the ships are known as port immersive. And what does that mean to people? It's pretty important. So because of the size of the ships, they can get into some of the smaller harbors that the larger ships just can't get into. So even if you see an itinerary that looks similar 
on, let's say, a large Royal Caribbean ship, they're not going to have the time in port that these smaller ships, just because of access. So whether it's docking or tendering, you also have an ease of disembarkation and embarkation because you have fewer passengers. Port immersive means these ships sometimes stay in ports late at night or sometimes even overnight and they give you excursions that are in the evening which are so much fun so that would be the similar part of these cruise lines as far as some of the differences would be maybe some of the inclusiveness so as an example with punat punat has themed cruises i just got off with my group on a smithsonian now if it's a themed cruise with punat it is It even includes an excursion in the port of call each day. So that makes that really fun. It includes all of your standard uh, beverages. So spirits, wine, beer, they have open bar. Of course, non-alcoholic beverages and coffees and all of that are included. Punat includes gratuities and Punat includes Wi-Fi. It is a French cruise line. The one thing I do caution and I let my clients know is, you know, all of the crew and the officers are bilingual, but sometimes it can be very French driven versus English. So uh, there's a little bit of a culture difference sometimes on the Punat ships then. There is, there is. and But I will tell you their cuisine because it is French is amazing. They even have a French pastry chef on board their ships. They had this spread that was to die for with a buffet. They had uh, king crab legs. They had a carvery with prime rib. I mean, they do it up. That And that was just for lunch. Wow. So Punant is pretty impressive with their cuisine. That's for sure. The other thing that's really fun about Punant, they have a sport deck or marina on the back of a lot of their ships. And they bring out all the toys. So floats, kayaks, stand-up paddle boarding. It makes it really, really fun on Punant. We were on an Explorer-class ship. We only had 184 passengers on board. And uh, they have what's called the Blue Eye. It is a bar, Ken, below sea level, an eye that looks out at the sea. And it is a sensory experience where they pump in the sound from under the sea. So it's really, really fun. Oh, neat. Straight out of Jules Verne. Yeah. Yes. With Windstar, Windstar also has the sport deck and the marina on the back of all of their ships. We did get to use that on one of our sailings. And I cannot tell you, it is so much fun to jump off the back of a ship and to be able to go out and and swim to a floating trampoline and jump around and play. And people took out kayaks. It is really, really fun. Windstar also does an amazing job with at least one night, if not more. They have a barbecue out on deck by the Lido. Boy, they put on a spread. They do lobster. They have the carvery, all the pastas, everything. The food on Windstar is also really good. So the dining on board sounds like it's fabulous. Is there specialty restaurants on board these cruise lines? Like like the large mega ships? There's not going to be the amount of specialty restaurants on board like the larger mega ships. But an example on Windstar, Windstar has a restaurant called Quadro 44. And that translates into frame 44. So it's interesting. It's a it's a Spanish and Tapa style uh, restaurant. But what frame 44, when ships are being built, they are built in what are called frames or sections. So when you look at 
Quadro 44, that's the actual address. It's in frame 44 located on board the ship. So it's kind of a neat little spin, uh, yeah. but the food is really fantastic. They also have a barbecue with smoked brisket and, and all the trimmings. So uh, Windstar does a fantastic job on their specialty restaurants. Their specialty restaurants are all included. With Windstar, they, they kind of offer two different packages when you're reserving a Windstar cruise. So they automatically include all of your non-alcoholic beverages and they'll stock your mini bar with right. non-alcoholic beverages and specialty coffees and teas and all of that. To get the inclusive package, you do have to pay more. And Windstar on the inclusive package will include your Wi-Fi, your gratuities, and all of your beverages. Now, with Azamara, Azamara also has two great uh, specialty restaurants. They have Aqualina and they have Prime C. They are not included in your base price of your cruise fare. And they average about $30 per person per night, although they do have packages that you can purchase that bring the price down a little bit for the specialty dining on Azamara. The $30 per person per night is an outstanding deal because it is a five-course meal with wine pairings, and they are just awesome. So it's Italian on Aqualina. Prime C is a steak and seafood house, and they 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 truly are excellent. Azamara does include gratuities, and they do include a standard beverage package on all of their sailings. So they're quite inclusive. They also have what is called an Aza Amazing Evening. This is ultimately an included excursion on all of their sailings except for the transatlantic sailings. When I was in Spain escorting my group, we went into the port Valencia. They took us to the most amazing venue and we got to watch what was like a Circus Olay act wow. with flamenco dancers and they had this huge screen up ken and they did a sand show with the sand artists it was it was amazing so they really do some neat things on azamara that the other two lines as far as that aza amazing evening don't necessarily include so laura tell me how do you decide which of these cruise lines you would recommend to one of your guests I have clients that I've had for a long time. They've sailed on all three of these lines with me. Right. And so I'll have a handful of them that will come back and they'll say, you know, Laura, we want to be on a cruise ship where there's maybe more whirlpools, where there's a larger pool deck, where they have the cabaret style show, a bigger gym to work out in, the, the jogging track, more lounges with Azamara. You have a sports lounge with flat screen TVs. So you have more public space and more activities on Azamara. And so I would gear clients that really want a little bit more activities to go the Azamara route. They're very inclusive and, and I think they're a really good fit. When right. it comes to Punant and Windstar, they do have some lovely lounges and where you can have drinks and they have a little bit of music going on. All three, again, have great cuisine, so you can't miss there. Some of the things that Windstar does is they even have cooking classes and demos. So that makes it really fun for people that are into culinary. They have been awarded the James Beard Award, which okay. is uh, American culinary expert. So they are really known for that and take great pride in that. With Punant, because we were on a Smithsonian-themed cruise, we had guest lecturers. We did olive oil tasting. We did uh, wine tastings. And they go into more of the history, uh, the architecture, the culture with Punant. They have some great lectures. And, and so a little bit 
quieter than what Ozumara would be. Windstar, and I know I'm jumping around, but Windstar <laughs> is also very relaxed. They don't have any formal nights. So right. for clients that, you know, don't want that formality for the man that wants to wear the polo shirt and the chino every night into the dining room, uh, that Windstar is a perfect fit. Punant does have a captain's gala night. And so people did get a little bit more dressed up. And then Azamara, still pretty laid back, but they do, you'll see people get a little bit dressed up for the evenings. So what it amounts to then is having a good conversation with your clients as to what their wants and needs and are and what they want out of a particular cruise or vacation. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think for my clients that want small ship cruising and that port immersive feel, but they want more activities, Azamara is really a great fit. Okay. Also, Azamara for most sailings will come in a little bit less expensive because they do accommodate 700 passengers. Right. With Windstar, for people that want a real laid back, no formalities, they want that sport deck off the back of the ship. And for those folks that truly want to go in cabins, can I'm telling you, 277 square feet on the motorized yachts. And we know in our industry, those are large cabins. That, that's a you good know, size. They have walk-in closets. I mean, yeah. it's no joke. <laughs> that is a really good fit for those clients. For Punat, people that are really into cuisine, they want small, small sailings. And also if they love lectures and continued education, Punat is a great fit. The other thing that really makes Punat stand out from the, the other two, they have an expedition ship that actually is known as an icebreaker. It's called Lake Commandant Charcot, and it sails to Antarctica and the North Pole. What about the what about the demographics found on each ship, Laura? Do they vary much between those those three particular lines? I think that's a great question. They really don't vary too much. You will start, you'll, most people will be about 45 and on up. I have seen some younger folks, but average age, I would say 55 to 65. The one thing I will say with all three lines, a lot of times they will tender which require people to get off the ship right. and go by boat because they're in these small, really neat harbors. So mobility issues, we did see some people with canes or walkers, but people need to take that into consideration when sailing and when there's a lot of tendering, I think. It's a little tougher getting people on but and it, off. Yeah, but it's hard, you know. With, it is, with, with it wheelchairs. is. And, 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 I, and I know for a fact that all of the cruise lines will bend over backwards. You better believe it. It's still difficult, depending where you are. Yeah, it is. As far as children, I think that's another thing people need to take into consideration when looking at these cruises. They're really not geared towards children. They okay. are more adult. In fact, Punat, you even have to get authorization to bring children under the age of eight on board. And they'll only allow, I think it's up to five children on anyone sailing under the age of eight, but it is more of an adult environment for sure on all three of these cruise lines. Well, Laura, this has been absolutely great information. If folks wanted to reach out to you about one of these boutique cruise lines, what's the best way for folks to do that? I say, call me. That really is the best way. And they can reach me at area code 503-367-7541. Okay. Of course, I am always available via email. 
And my email is Laura, L-A-U-R-A, at Cruise Holidays. And Cruise is spelled unusually. We've had it for over 20 years. So it's C-R-U-Z as in zebra, holidays, plural, H-O-L-I-D-A-Y-S.com. Excellent. Excellent. So now I always like to ask my guests, where are you off to next? I know you must have something planned. I'm always, of course. <laughs> I'm excited. We are, um, I'm actually escorting another group. We're going to be back on Azamara. It's okay. a British Isle sailing for this upcoming summer, 12 night cruise. Now, the thing that really makes this cruise special is 12 nights. We start off in Dublin and it has the ship actually overnights in Dublin. We go on to Liverpool. And what's special about Liverpool? It is where the next 2023 opens. So they had the 150th anniversary last year at St. Andrews. This year it will be at Royal Liverpool. That's and the British the ship- Open. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So they don't call it the British Open anymore. It is just the Open. Oh, is, okay. is Yeah. So they lost the British part of it. They call hmm. it the Open. The ship actually overnights in Liverpool and it's on the last two final days of, of the Open. So I have people going on that, that they don't care about golf one way or another, but this is still going to be pretty amazing. And Liverpool is really cool in that it's the home of the Beatles. So sometimes Azamara is known for doing an Amazing evening with a great Beatles cover band at one of the venues. So it will be a very exciting sailing. It goes around and into Scotland and it's in Edinburgh where the ship actually overnights two nights in Edinburgh. It is a great value because Edinburgh is a very expensive city to stay when you're looking at hotels. So having a ship overnight with all the spectacular food and entertainment is a great way to see the world. We still have space and would love, love to have more people join us. Boy, that sounds like a, a cruise, cruise that should on, be on, on, on our bucket list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you should join us. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't don't say that too loud. That, uh, that, that, that could be that could be a thing. Tell, tell me those dates again for that. July 20th to August 1st, 2023. Oh, perfect. 12 nights. Yep. And I've already arranged a, a two-night pre-package at a hotel in Dublin. It is centrally located. So for those people that want to walk to Trinity College, go to the wool stores, go to the Guinness uh, warehouse, it's going to be, it's really going to be fabulous. Super, super. Well, if we don't get a chance to join you on that, you will have to have you back to give us a review of that cruise. Does that sound like a plan? I would love to. All right, Laura, with that, just going to wish you safe and happy travels. May the wind always be at your back. And I hope to see you on a Lido deck real soon. Back at you, Ken. Thank you so much for having me today. Take care. And that about wraps things up for today, folks. A very special thanks to my guest, Laura Dodson of Cruise and Travel Specialists. If you'd like to reach Laura about a cruise, I will leave her contact information in the description. If you'd like to reach us, simply send a question to questions at realtravelexperts.com, visit our website, realtravelexperts.com, or simply leave a comment. We always respond. And as always, folks, if you enjoy this content, a like, subscribe, and a ring of the bell is certainly appreciated and helps us to spread the word. So until next time, happy travels.